Hey guys, welcome back to the Ike cast. This is Chris and I'm with my co-host Ike. Today hey. we're talking about, <laughs> yeah, today we're talking about just the general DC universe, uh, the, the film universe and maybe some animated stuff. Just a real nice quickie episode because, you know, just sort of we're in the mood and we want to get things back to a little bit of a lighter subject considering the last p- couple of episodes. Yeah, and and there's a a lot of things that are happening in the DCU um, going forward, forecasted, right? What's projected, but um, yeah, you and me were talking about um, the movies that we've had, uh, that we've seen, um, as well as uh, some of the animation movies, and yeah, I I think it was it's good for us. Like, I I want to talk about you know what did you what did you like? What did I like? In um, the Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, or Superman v Batman, and uh, of course Justice League. Uh, we can bring in Wonder Woman, but I think she's, Wonder Woman is sort of like a standalone in, in are, that respect, right? Yeah, they all really are standalone, and I guess when we focus on those three movies, we're really focusing on the Zack Snyder, you know, his his take on those. Right, characters. his vision. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, beginning with Man of Steel that's where it all began like in the first place for us like uh like i remember back in the day when they were talking about man of steel when they were talking that christopher nolan was going to be involved in the project right i was like oh wow are they going to do like a realistic take like you know the dark knight on superman how are they gonna do this and what they did was in what i enjoyed a lot um maybe let me ask you this like how do you feel about generally speaking dark superman I mean, I'm, I didn't have a problem with the Dark Superman, and, and I'll tell you the reason behind it is that there's got to be, you know, a person or individual or alien it has to be pushed to a level where, you know what, they do they do something so egregious. They're like, no, that's a line I will never ever cross again, and I think that's what that that's what happened with Man of Steel was. Yeah, Superman doesn't kill, right? Superman doesn't go dark. And in a way, I don't think he went dark because he's trying to preserve life. And the only, he told, and spoiler alert, this, if nobody has seen Man of Steel yet, (laughs) which I have a hard time believing, but if they haven't, right? Um, It's that he was still trying to protect people and he had told Zod number of times, stop, don't do it, stop. And he wouldn't, right? And that left him with a no choice. Do I yeah. continue to keep this, you know, monomical guy alive or do I save humanity? And he chose saving humanity. Yeah. I mean, it's it's this important moment, right? Where, where like, there's here's some of the criticism of the film. And right. uh, you know, all criticism is, is generally speaking valid uh, right. because of opinion. But so here it is. And, and we're talking about Man of Steel right now, specifically, right? Criticism of Man of Steel. The overt amount of destruction, right? And the general, like, just dark nature of Superman. Okay. Um, and I want to just um, interject there. If you look at all of the animation movies, there's tons of destruction okay <laughs> superman's I, going I through buildings so as well where it's like if you look at uh even marvel films there's a metric ton of destruction except they don't 
ever dwell. They one, they never show you the destruction on the ground level. We never go to some random person like in Man of Steel. You're stuck with Perry White and his crew. Yeah, yeah, right. Like who we're already when, vested with. Yeah, like we know these characters, and when Metropolis is falling apart, when you know when Zod goes crazy, when the world engine goes nuts, right? When all this stuff goes down, down, and the destruction of, of, of Metropolis is beginning, right? It's a re- it literally. It's like, what do you expect, though? This has happened in almost every movie, you know, in Marvel. But they don't ever show you what it's like on the ground. They just show you the hero saving one, everyone. I remember after Age of Ultron when Sokovia was destroyed, right? Right. And it was like, oh wow, they got everyone off that platform or whatever. And then you know, it's like everything's fine. Age of Ultron is done. Not two movies later, we have to deal with it in Civil War, going like, oh yeah, every actually after Sokovia, everything got really bad. In fact, tons of people died. Apparently, you know, and it's like, right. wait a minute, you never showed me that in the movie, <laughs> right? You're telling me this later that they messed up Sokovia before. It's like I didn't feel like they messed it up. I thought they got everyone out. <laughs> yeah. The point being is that in Man of Steel, it doesn't sugar. Like, here's the thing: there's there's places for both of them, right? You can have that, you know, as Martin Scorsese says. Uh, you know, theme park attra- attraction. Uh, Which right? I'm okay or, with. Yeah, or you can have something a little bit more harder. I love both. Yeah, right? At the too. end of, I, I remember at the end of Endgame, I was like, this is like the perfect cap into the thing. If they don't make another movie after this, I'd be really happy because this is a perfect ending. All right? Right. Um, but what can I say? It's like the level of destruction, the level of how much destruction you have to deal with. That was a reality of essentially gods fighting, right? Right. And it will be a reality of every superhero movie involving any sort of destruction. The only movie that doesn't end off with a city destroyed at the end is Doctor Strange. Uh, and that's because they literally wrote it in there that we're going to make sure the city is not destroyed at the end of the night. <laughs> right, right. right. They're like, all right, let's do everything opposite. But like getting into what we liked about Man of Steel. All right. Yeah. Um, let's say three things. All right. Nice and easy. Three things that you really liked. Uh, we'll go one after each other. For my third, right? I love just the, 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 the grittiness and the moral quandary that Superman has to go through in the early. Like him and his flashbacks, him like wandering the world, that is a very like unused Superman story. And I loved it. What about you? What's your third favorite thing? Well, um, gosh, I, I didn't even think of it. I, you know, I don't think I necessarily said one, two, three. Um, right, just anything, anything. Well, I really thought the um, the scene with with his dad. Um, yeah. That was a very powerful scene where he was, you know, telling him, no, don't come and rescue me. I'd rather die than have you yeah. exposed because you're not ready for that exposure yeah i mean that was a that's a part that people actually hate but really i was like yeah they hate that part that like pocket died for no reason where it's like you know superman could have saved him very easily right right and i like the point though is that you know he's following his father's wishes right he could right. easily you know save him he can do that his father dies because of it but i feel I, like the point of that scene is not that you know he could have saved his father or his father chose to keep him hidden. The point of that scene is that there he 
kept his father's decision, right? He followed what his father wanted. He has to reject that all by the ending. He has to reject hiding. He has to reject what Jonathan Kent wanted for him because the Kents in this want him to be safe, alive, and they don't want him to be hurt, right? Right. They want him to lead a normal life. Yeah, they want him to. It's normal. They don't want, right? But his father, right? His his real father, right? Jorel doesn't want that for him. It's this like you see like two different narratives of what they want, and he has to go in between. He decides to do both. A normal right. life as as Clark Kent, right? And an extraordinary life as as Superman. Right. Well, right. Right. And 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 that is the Superman narrative, right? Is yeah. he has to balance these two sides. Yeah, and he has to reject essentially both of his fathers in a way, right? Like, he, yeah. he rejects Jonathan Kent by going, like, listen, I have to be more than than just, you know, a person. I can't hide it. Yeah, I can't be on the sidelines watching this hap- things happen where I could make a difference. Absolutely. And his secondary thing is that I also can't live my entire life as Superman right now, right? Right. I can be both. Right. And, you know, that's the basis of the Superman story. Uh, like, you know, Zack Snyder's visuals when it comes to Superman are like something to behold. His first flight sequence is whoa. Yep, I, right? I agree. Yep. Um, and, oh, so, so my brother keeps on bringing this up. And he's got a point here. Why is Superman so powerful when realistically any Kryptonian can be as powerful as he is? Right? Realistically speaking. Any Kryptonian could be Superman level, just like badass. He could, but he's got a moral compass that the others don't, which we saw with the Kryptonians that came. Yeah, so the moral compass is one thing, but there's also one thing that they added to the lore, which changed everything, which Zack Snyder fixes that one issue. Right? Okay. The Codex in the movie. The very beginning of the movie, the father of the Codex, right? Right. And it's it's literally just like the baseline for every Kryptonian. Like when Superman says he's the last son of Krypton, like in on all those sort of things, this is why he's literally, he's literally the, the perfect Kryptonian. Right? He's perfect. He's he could be anything that they are, you know, like everything that, that Codex does to, to make, you know, different types of Kryptonians for different roles, right? Right there and then he has it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say? Uh, that was an interesting sort of take. It fixes the whole Superman mythos in terms of power level of other Kryptonians. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 very good. Uh, what can I say? I, I enjoy it significantly. I think that was a great little twist. Um, him versus Zod. Him killing Zod. Not out of character at all. Superman has to do that if the person he's fighting can't be held in a prison. <laughs> right. right. Like, what prison on Earth can hold Zod? None. You know? In this movie, there's not a single thing of kryptonite. Right. right? Yeah. The only... They, they go around it in a very clever way, which is atmospheric uh, acclimation. Yeah. Where Superman on... In, in... What's it called? In the atmosphere of Krypton is severely weakened. And the same thing for Zod, initially. Right. Oh, and that, and that was also, another... Michael, I, I thought that was a very good... Um, uh, interpretation that an adaptation on how they start off weaker and then just grow, you know, end up growing stronger and stronger and stronger. That that was good the way they they mix um, that in. Yeah. 
what can I say? Man of Steel was one of those movies I really enjoyed. I didn't see any problem in terms of the level of destruction or the characterization of Superman, because this is a Superman that does reflect the 20, 20th, 21st century. He is a Superman that has to hide. And they did something very great because after all that hubbub about the destruction, they're like, well, let's play with it. Let's go focus on that. And it's like, what does the world think about this God that can now do this? Mm-hmm. And then I think now let's pivot into Batman versus Superman. Yeah, and it was a good it was a good segue because now what you're seeing is when you the start of Batman v Superman you see it from the lens of Bruce Wayne and how he because of the destruction and the carnage that has been created by these two godlike um, individuals uh, creatures you know he he's he's he puts on his detective hat and. Uh, tries to find out what would be his um, weakness. More than, I mean, so yeah, like going into BBS, again, this is going to be spoilers for everything that we talk about. Yeah, we should have said that in the very beginning. Huge spoilers for anybody who has not seen any of the movies, the Snyder movies. And yeah, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I do not consider the Justice League that was released in the theaters to be truly Snyder. Because I'm super stoked and excited about um, the Snyder Cut coming out. Because I think yeah. a lot of his vision had been compromised in that movie. Oh, absolutely. I think that's almost like irrefutable at this point when you realize how much was changed. But we'll get into that when we talk about Justice. Okay. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, I believe was wholly underrated. And for two reasons. Um, one... Because what we saw in theaters, yeah. right, is nothing in compared to what was the you know the actual full cut of the movie, right? Yeah. The theatrical cut of that movie was cut for time only, right? And their solution was to cut any sort of investigative bit and any really big scenes with Superman. Yeah. Right. right. In a movie called Batman versus Superman. They really cut out majority of Superman. I believe in the original cut, he had only like 48 lines. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't actually go in and, you know, count the lines. But yeah, I agree with you. There was a very little of Superman in there. It seemed like it was really, there. it, it was sporadic, you know, spots where he, it was, oh, hang on. Superman was supposed to win here. Let's, let's slide him in. Um, and you're right. You could tell based on the editing. Because if you've seen the director's cut, it was su- such a better movie, right? There was more, yeah. more depth to it. You, you weren't left going, I, I don't understand why this scene is coming up because there was no build up to it. Yeah. Um, one of, okay, so a big sort of criticism that BBS gets is really threefold, I think. Um, one, well, actually, I'll, we'll, we'll do four. Mm-hmm. Batman is really, really brutal in this movie. Right. Right, like brutal, and some people even say he murders people in this film, right? Right. All right, there's that. Then there is, generally speaking, like Superman is not seen particularly well in a good light in the film. Uh, If you watch the ultimate cut, that changes, so that's criticism now. The Martha scene, apparently everyone hates. Right. All right, I'm going to go on my scene defending the Martha scene only because it is accurate to these characters. 
Um, and then, of course, people hate Lex Luthor and Doomsday. Right? Yeah. So, so those are the four big criticisms. All right, Lex Luthor, Doomsday, listen, I can get, you know, if that wasn't for you, like, I'll say this much. I do not like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I think they could have done something way better. I, I agree with you. He was way too twitchy for Lex Luthor. <laughs> like, you and me, like, so, like, you and me liked, like, Clancy Brown, you yeah. know, when he was playing Lex Luthor in the animated yep. stuff, right? Clancy Brown was killer, yep. right? Like, I don't, like, whoever they do, Lex Luthor, I think, needs to be just a little bit older, right? And just a little bit more smug and a little bit more, like, smart. They got Lex Luthor right. His plan and his lines and all of his, you know, all the dialogue that he has is Lex Luthor down to a team. Yeah, but the delivery of yeah I didn't find him menacing or as um, smooth as Lex Luthor should be. Yeah. Like Lex Luthor, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they, they did change it. Like the very small bit of Lex Luthor that we got in Justice League is totally different, right, from this one. The tone is completely different. The way he carries himself, the fact that he's actually wearing a suit, yeah. <laughs> right? And this one, they decided to make Mark Zuckerberg an evil person, which, you know, to be very fair, okay, I see it, <laughs> right? But, um, but it it it, it didn't fit. Uh, what kind of uh, other than that though? Like Doomsday at the end of the movie, um, a little early to bring him on. I know why they did it. That's a fair complaint, right? right? Um, the Martha scene, to which I say, do you not know these characters? <laughs> right? I go like, if people go like, that's the, like, whoa, that's so stupid that that's the thing that stops Batman. I go like, dude, that's the th- only thing that can stop Batman. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, well, here's the you thing is, it. you have to uh, look at it from the two different lenses, right? It's those who have been hardcore DC uh, fans and know the nuances of the characters um, and then you have those who just go in want to see a movie and want to have all the pieces there so that you they can you know understand it to some degree enjoy it for two two and a half hour three hours and then that's it forget about it right I mean um, it's the it's the fans that like us who go in and really get more vested yeah. Um, in, invested in, in um, the movies and the characters so that's why we can say oh we, we are not happy with this because we we we, we know those yeah, characters both, right yeah, we know these characters right and, and we know, know where there's a deviation because these, been around for so long, because these characters have been around for so long right deviation is natural deviation is expected yeah. but people were like well that makes no sense right when it came to the Martha yeah. scene Right, and I go, no, but that's perfect sense. Literally, that's how you beat Batman. It's not you. You beat him not physically, right. right? Because you can break his body, like so many characters have done in the past. But you have to break his spirit, right? Right. Right. And the thing that breaks the spirit is always bringing him back to the moment where his parents died. Yeah. Right. Like if they ever do Scarecrow again as a villain in a movie, yeah. Right? Like if he gets hit with that fear toxin and he's brought back to being like a child you know, in Crime Alley with his dead parents. Yep. That would be an incredibly powerful scene. Yeah, right. I agree. Because it would show, like, how broken and, and thing is. Alright, so whatever. That's that's the Martha scene. Right? Yep. Uh, and so I defend it wholly. I feel it's entirely, you know, par for the course with the character. 
Uh, and then Batman's brutality, right? Yeah, but so I, you know, I, uh, Batman, it, he is not a nice guy. <laughs> okay, he he yeah, is I, brutal. I like, okay, so if yeah, like, his brutality you've got an issue with, then you don't know the character. Yeah, more than that, like Batman kills people all the time. It's just one of those things that they 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 wave away with their magic wand, going like, "Hey, oh no, no, he didn't die." But I go like, "Yeah, but he's paralyzed from the neck down." <laughs> Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Batman's brutality is well documented. Early in early, you know, versions of him, he had a gun. Right, right. his superpower was guns. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, in his early, uh, in, uh, like his early versions of himself, there was there, you know, there was that. There was plenty of versions of his just general brutality and how he beats people up. Uh, that all being said, Ben Affleck killed him. <laughs> I agree. Batman. You know what? I don't understand why people had an issue with him. I thought he did a really good I job. Think, I think he. I don't think people have. Like, you think what? No, Sorry. I was going to say. I, I think he. He re- he did really well. He did really good in filling those shoes. Oh, absolutely! In 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 being Batman, I would say ostensibly he is the best yeah. one we've had in terms of live action, right. because he, like Bruce Wayne, is very easy to do. You just play drunken party boy, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like we were saying. Uh, sorry for the cut there, but uh, generally speaking, BBS. I enjoy the film. Uh, I enjoy, like in the ultimate cut, the level of like intricate detail Lex Luthor goes to to you know, make Superman look mm-hmm. bad, make Batman look bad, right. right? Put these two together, like, in you know, enrage them to the point where these two eventually have to fight each other, right? right? And then Superman starts off his fight going, listen, I need to talk to you. And then he gets stuck into the fight when he goes, like, all right, this guy's not listening. I'm just going to fucking, you know, right. <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to wreck yeah. this. Dude. Yeah. Right? Like, what can I say? BBS, I think, is underrated mainly because of the cut that we got theatrically the ultimate cut is way better wonder woman makes an appearance in this film she's great i don't think there's anything no there there. isn't i think those Um, were some of my favorite scenes was when her wonder woman was in them right oh yeah her Um, entrance in the battle scene amazing i loved it (laughs) i was like all right oh wonder woman's cool her entrance in the battle sequence uh like how each three of them had to team up in different ways to take down doomsday uh the visual like symmetry between doomsday killing clark and zod killing his father is exactly the yeah. same the visual like the, like the great visual symmetry great things uh the inclusion of cyborg flash and aquaman is just very very quick cameos interesting choice not sure if i would have done that i think mainly they needed their own movies before we do they that. did, but I—I I mean, let's face it. They—they they won. Um, you know, I think Warner Brothers thought that they were not gonna—they're not—they were not capitalizing fast enough on the superhero genre, right? And so they, yeah. they wanted to get it out. Well, but well, we can—we've seen um, with Aquaman and Wonder Woman, their standalones, how much, you know, how well they performed. Man of Man of Steel—that was yeah. just. Um, Man of Steel's, you know, own as well, right? So, uh, and even Shazam, yeah. look how well Shazam did, and it was a 
it was independent. Uh, they developed that those characters independently as well, and they've done really well. Um, yeah, um, yeah. My brother makes this remark all the time. It was like the thing that DC films need to do more than so than Marvel films is that Marvel films are very good at single stories that don't at all feed into any of the larger themes that are right. going on, right? Like, like if you look at the MCU, there's like a metric ton of films, uh, like over half of them don't matter in the context of the arcing, you know, three-phase story, yeah. right? They're just there to introduce these characters, right? Um, here, they didn't play catch-up. They went straight for it, and some suffered, some didn't, right? But their standalone films, I enjoyed greatly. Um, I Birds of Prey recently came out. I loved that movie. Um, to some extent, I enjoy Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially with here, like David Ayer's, like early stuff of like, yeah, I wanted you know boom tubes to show up and parademons and and uh, like he wanted all that sort of like pre Justice League enemy right. style stuff to show up and to show up in this to go like, all right, there's a larger universe, you know, showing off Enchantress and her brother as old gods akin to Darkseid, tying them into Justice League, that would have been great. Never did it, unfortunately. So. Right, but and, and but that's an ex- that's part of the extended universe, right? That you really do see in the Justice League animation, um, you yeah. know the the series, and then even the um, the movies after afterward, right? The animation movies. I think DC is far more their animation is far more superior, and their storytelling and character buildup than um, than Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I, Marvel animation sucks. I I watch it because I'm trying to understand it, but I'm like, oh no, this is. There's only one Marvel animation like era I love, and that's the '90s era of Marvel animation from Spider-Man yes. to the X-Men. Yeah. Well, see, I I don't include them in that, um, and so when I think about uh, Marvel animation and suck, I'm thinking of Iron Man, Thor, you know, um, Wasp and Ant-Man, yeah, yeah the current yeah. stuff. But yeah, Spider-Man is independent. Um, I take it independently, and same with the X-Men. I mean, those, and they were they were, for a large part, outside of the current Marvel yeah. universe, because of the studios, right? Yeah. Yeah. But all right, so now let's quickly pivot to Justice League, yeah. the main attraction, right? Um, and so BBS occurs. Uh, you know, Bruce Wayne essentially has to regain his humanity through the lens of, you know, an alien. An alien had taught him how, how, how crazy he was going, right? Right? He goes like, all right, he's dead now. Superman dies at the end of uh, Batman versus Superman. And he goes like, all right, we need to, you know, give him justice. And then he, in Justice League, he goes around building the team. All that works out. And in the movie that we got, you know, there's some parts I love. Superman when he wakes up versus the entire Justice League. Yeah, but I don't think that was necessarily how Snyder wanted it, right? So yes and no. Like Snyder wanted it there. No, you're right. But yeah, he wanted it there, but the the way they got to it was not. I in my I I don't think that was in the Snyder. Um, storyboards, right? I think that was a Whedon storyboard. Um, I mean, yeah. So, like, one of the things that definitely uh, I felt that they did not 
they didn't handle the promise of was in BBS. There was this great scene known as the yeah. nightmare, right? Yep. Nightmare sequence. And it's you know, in, a, in a future thing that it's a vision that Bruce Wayne gets from Flash, you know, traveling back in time. Superman goes evil, right? The earth is sort of wrecked. Um, there's so many small little Easter eggs inside yeah. of that nightmare sequence that if you like pay attention, you're like, oh, wait, what the hell? Like, like one of the things in the nightmare sequence is yeah. Batman has a gun, right? He starts shooting yeah. people with a gun. And I go, like, makes perfect sense. That happens a lot. And he kills everything one that he can. Um, but on his gun, did you know that there's a Joker card on it? No, I did not. I will have to go back into that sequence and take a look. Yeah. So, yeah, on his gun, there's a Joker card. Because in the, the, the larger nightmare, you know, timeline of what was supposed to happen, and Justice League was supposed to allude to it, is that Superman wakes up, right? And almost right away, like, Darkseid, yeah. like, gets him. Like, he gets his mind, he gets his spirit, and he's able to turn him, right? And the problem is, is now the nightmare is going to begin. Superman, Darkseid, right? All of them are going to go and take over the Earth. They're all going to, like, wreck things. The nightmare is going to occur. And the allies who are against Superman in this regime, very, very akin to Injustice, Mm -hmm. the, the DC game. Right. Right? The allies in, against Superman are Batman, Lex Luthor, the Joker, right? Like all these guys who are running each other. And it makes sense because the Joker in the DC universe at the time was supposed to be a gangster, right? He was essentially the arms dealer in the future. Yeah. Right. Right? Same thing with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor was like, hey, listen, I'm going to get the, the kryptonite in. We're going we're gonna to all wreck this. And then we see just how badly the nightmare turns out in BBS. We were supposed to get a continuation of that in Justice League, and there's not even a mention of it. <laughs> like the main reason why he has to bring them all together is because to to prevent the the nightmare, and they never once mention it. Yeah, I mean, I had problems with um, the the movie, right? Because um, at the end of Batman v Superman, there's a one of the very last scenes you see is, you know, the, the soil lifting from his coffin, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there's no explanation of that. What does that mean? Um, is that alluding to, yeah. okay, Superman is going to rise? Uh, yeah, obviously it's doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But how is it, how is that going to happen? Um, and Exactly. And so the way that they do it is the mother box, but and he wakes up really confused. And I go, like, that's fine. But in that confused state, he was supposed to get taken by, you know, Darkseid. We're supposed to get a lot more. They only mentioned Darkseid yeah. once in the entire movie. Right? It's like, not once. Like, only once that they mention. And it's a throwaway line where someone says yeah. for Darkseid. Right? Not an uh, idea of who Darkseid is. Right? No indication right, of him that he's the, the he's the, the original, original ending you know coming. he's the big bad that's coming our way. Uh, everybody prepare for it. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. Just that in the original like uh, flashback sequence about like you know all the old gods fighting you know the invasion of Earth, right? In that original sequence, Darkseid was supposed to show up, not Steppenwolf. Yeah. Right. It was Darkseid essentially trying to attack the Earth, and then he loses. The reason why Steppenwolf is attacking is because he's trying to 
one up Darkseid, show him that he's better. Better. And his solution to that is to um, fight essentially when none of the old protectors are gone. Another thing that was in the trailer and not in the movie is Steppenwolf saying, literally, um, what's it called? No Kryptonian, no lanterns, no protectors. Right? This or this world will fall. Not right. in the movie. And for obvious reasons, because this wasn't part also, of the was this wasn't talk. Snyder's movie. That's why. Yeah. And uh, what can I say? There, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to see, like really, really deep stuff. And we see some of it. Like we see like right. the Green Lantern, right? Right. And that ring that pops off, all right? It goes from, I think that ring goes from that Green Lantern to Avancer, and Avancer is the guy who gives it to the human Green Lantern eventually. Right. Not Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone. We, we don't know we who's going to be playing Green Lantern. Uh, my big theory was that Chris Pine in the new Wonder Woman film that's going to be coming out is Hal Jordan. Uh, unfortunately, the script uh, Okay, we're not going to talk about so, it because I actually um, have stayed away from any Wonder Woman leaks. I didn't even know there was a leak or anything. So I, I yeah, so I, um, I, let's not even talk about that. We want to really focus on um justice league okay or the the three yeah and i have to say i I mean when you see justice league i i I think you can see where if you're familiar with snyder you can see where um where it would be it's a snyder sequence that has been kept in Uh, one of my all-time favorites was the amazonian sequence i thought that was that was really well done right Oh yeah, absolutely. The Amazonian sequence was great. Uh, the I'll tell you this much: the Aquaman segment was not like you know yeah. the Atlantis sequence wasn't that, good. and mainly because you realize how much yeah. they changed from it. How many characters from like Aquaman, like the the standalone film, were supposed to show up? Like uh, yeah, like Willem Dafoe, right. he filmed scenes right. for the movie, right? Major character, and I think they they are saying that um, with what's going to be getting released next year, we are going to see Willem Dafoe's character come in. Vaco, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Volko is going to show up, and he's going to be, you know, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that that we never got that was reshot that was changed, right? And the content of the film was changed greatly, right? Um, you know, Superman being all jolly up at the end when he shows up and fights Steppenwolf, that's not really supposed to be a thing. Superman's supposed to wake up and be very angry. Um, and he's not the be all and end all to be eating Steppenwolf. Like right. Wonder Woman was. Supposed we to didn't be even there, see him right? um going to Alfred the way we were supposed to, right? Like, yeah. like there was More like it was that. completely destroyed. Yeah. Like, how does he know where to go without? Going to Alfred. Yeah, he was supposed right. to go to Alfred, right? He was supposed to go back to the ship, and there at the ship, he looks at two things, right? He sees his black suit, and he sees yeah. the regular one, right? And so he's like, all right, and and then he comes back and shows up in the regular one. Him showing up in the black yeah. suit makes yeah. perfect sense, right? And let's not even start on the evil that is, you know, oh. the upper lip. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah it's still disturbing <laughs> it's very disturbing uh, yeah. 
I won't lie. As soon as Justice League is like done, I might just delete. The, like I don't have the original theatrical cut of of either Suicide Squad or uh, BBS. Right. You right? you've got the director's cut. I, I exactly. I have the director's cut and I have the extended cut for Suicide Squad. I have, whatever I see an extended cut, I always gravitate towards that. There are there's only like two extended cuts in my opinion that are that make the movie mm-hmm. worse, right? And that's X-Men Days of Future Past, the rogue cut, because, oh my god, mm-hmm. does the movie just stop? Right. <laughs> right? Right. With the extended sequences. Oh my god. But, you know, like, if you watch Lord of the Rings, are you watching the or are you watching course. extended? <laughs> it's just... Re- exactly. You're watching the thing that well, has more cool well, stuff. Well, the extended ones, I think, are is a more encompassing vision of what the director wanted the theatrical releases or what the what the um uh, what the movie com- the movie maker the companies the executives the studios sorry so yeah, i was yeah. look, thinking what's the right terminology here yeah the studios wanted the executives yeah, want yeah, right because they want the bucks um they're not looking at you know what is yeah. not only going to generate revenue but pays homage to the fans who are going to come watch it. Yeah. And so, yeah, Justice League, uh, there was some interesting good stuff, but what I love more, what I'm more excited for, is the things that they were talking about were supposed yeah. to be in the movie, right? The extended fight in the past, right? Inclusion of nightmare sequences, right? Inclusion of, of, of more, you know, yeah. Superman time, right? Inclusion of Dark Side, right? Uh, hell, inclusion of what you told me I earlier, know, Martian so Manhunter. Spoiler alert, Martian, Man, um, Martian Manhunter is actually General Swanwick, Swanwick, right? Which I think is cool because if you go back and look at the other movies, it puts it, sheds a completely different light on those scenes, which I'm going to go see and I'm going to watch, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Swanwick is one of those interesting characters because he's not overly aggressive to Superman and he's actively helping out other people find out information, yeah. right? Like when Superman is being in BBS, he's being, you know, framed for, you know, uh, an attack in yeah. Nairobi, right? So it's, um, what can I say? That inclusion, another great aspect, right? Um, I'm excited for that movie. And to sort of like pivot and end it, end this whole discussion off, what is the future of the DCEU that you're excited for? Well, okay, so I, I'm really looking forward. I'm really excited about um, the, the, um, the solo movies. Uh, you know, for the build up, I do hope that um, the Snyder Cut will bring back Justice League movies. There's a lot of there's a lot of content, yeah. a lot of things that they can explore with the Justice League, um, and you know uh, if they needed anything, um, it would be yeah. All they'd have to take a look at is the animation Justice League. I'm looking forward to uh, Flash and Flashpoint. I think uh, that's where they were going with his movie. With uh, I think yeah, I think it's yeah. entirely necessary now. So that sort they of reset. Fix the current state. Yeah, the like right now they said, all right, listen, Jason Momoa, you're yeah. Aquaman. 
It's done. Right. No one's gonna mess with you, right? Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, you're yeah. you're you're Wonder Woman. Yeah. No one's gonna mess with you, right? Um, you know, you guys are safe. Your movies are gonna happen. We like you. It's all fine, right? Uh, but I'm sorry, Ben Affleck's gone. He's no longer. He's he's hung up the cowl, right? We got Robert Pattinson now in his stead. How do we explain this new Batman? How do we ex- potentially explain uh, a new Superman? But uh, as time goes on, it looks like Henry Cavill is yeah. staying in the role. I thought Thank he God. was a really good choice. I can't see anybody else um, right now in that yeah. role. They're going to be doing evil Superman for the Shazam cool. film. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, like the, they're not doing like, you know, like the character himself can win evil. He's sort of like mind control or whatever. Yeah. From the early reports. But yeah, so I'm excited for the new Shazam film because they're going to have, you know, other DC characters show up. I'm excited for the Black Adam film because The Rock, whatever he touches, right, when it comes to major franchise material, yeah. goes gold. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> someone made the joke The Rock is uh, Series oh, Viagra <laughs> after what he did for, uh, <laughs> no, he, after what he did for oh, the God. Fast Period. <laughs> It's true though. This guy just wrecks it. I love it. Um, and then, lastly, uh, so the new Wonder Woman movie is coming out. The third Wonder Wonder Woman film is already in thing. A lot of the rumors are is that who she's going to be fighting is. Do you remember from Man of Steel, uh, Feyora, the uh, the yes. female Kryptonian, the one who speaks? Yeah, a lot of rumors about her. Returning I liked as a her, villain. and I liked her as a villain. Like I thought she was. Oh yeah, she was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's I think like she's a perfect yeah. foil for Wonder Woman. Both like warrior type people. I was like, let's yeah. do this, right? Uh, like Wonder Woman versus a versus a Kryptonian is a great idea. I want to see how that turns out, especially because how well she was like dealing. Yeah, with I think that would be a, that would be a really cool movie. Yeah, and it makes sense. The reason why she can hurt Superman is because her powers are. Magical in nature. That's a weakness of his. Right. <laughs> All of it. All of it's great. Um, I'm really excited for the future of what happens. I hope they, you know, finally do something with the Green Lantern. Well, are we going to do they... the uh, the Green Lantern Court? That's another thing. Like, if they if they're going to do the entire core and then focus on like the 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 War of Colors, you know. You know, yeah. darkest night and all this, yeah. blackest night and all this sort of stuff. That would be great. I'd like to see you know the war of light and 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 change up Green Lantern into more of a space opera, right? Right. Like you know how like Guardians of the Galaxy works because yeah. there's like no Earth in it. <laughs> right. They need to do the same thing with Green Lantern. Like him on Earth really is because like he's running back and goes like right. there's something coming, yeah. there's something yeah. coming, right. Um, also, Green Lanterns were supposed to be in the original cut of Justice so League. So hopefully end. we'll have it in the Schneider cut. Exactly. So yeah, I, I want to see what they do with the future. Um, you know, more of these uh, Harley Quinn films, definitely. You know, her you know, thuggish side of showing like down-to-earth uh, villains and characters. I'm all for that. Did you see the new uh, um, Superman animation? That had come out. The news. Uh, you mean Justice League Dark? Uh, Dark Side yeah, War? I think that was it. 
Yeah, yeah. If you watch that, by the way, you could see, wow, this is the way Snyder wanted his his thing to be. Because, and this is going to be one final spoiler, and we're going to end it there. In Dark Side War, the entire thing is is that Dark Side wrecks all the superheroes, starts killing as many people, and by the time they beat him at the end, they're like, "Okay, we've beat Dark but Side." But everybody's all over. like, "Yeah, two, two billion right, people." So, uh, Flash has to do another Flashpoint. <laughs> exactly. And at the end of it, they're like, "Flash, just fix it because we messed this timeline up." And it's like, "Who's going to remember what happens?" Only Flash. <laughs> Um, which is interesting because during the original Flashpoint comic book run, right, someone hijacks the Flashpoint event mm-hmm. to their own ends, right? And the person who hijacked it was Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. So uh, Zack Snyder directed Watchmen, and I wanted to point out that half the characters from Watchmen actors showed up in the DC universe for some reason. Well, I think that's, um, you know, those are directors' products, are products. They like to work with the people that they, they've they worked with and now, right? True. But it's like, all right, let's get the guy who played Dr. Manhattan to play Flash's dad. Dr. Manhattan is also going to mess up Flash's timeline. Okay, now I think you're just stretching. Okay, making the parallels and connection. <laughs> Dude, they, got, they brought, like, Night Owl to show up, right? They, like, a whole bunch of actors just show up from random different movies and Jeff Johns is a huge fan of of that sort of stuff and Jeff Johns was the guy in charge of DC for a while what what can I say I'll I'm going to hope but as my brother said if that sounds so cool it's never going to show up in a movie <laughs> all right well on that note um uh, we will wrap this up um yeah there's a lot of um exciting yep. things happening uh with uh with the DCU, uh, EU, and um, yeah, stay tuned because we will continue to give our thoughts on uh, what's coming up, what's happening, any news that's, um, you know, breaking news. Um, we might even, you know, pop in a, um, a, you know, a podcast in the middle of the week if we, we see something which we think everybody would be interested in. But yeah, there's 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 a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of material that's available um, in these very rich universes. Absolutely, and so who knows? Maybe the next discussion will be a Marvel uh, discussion. You know what? Uh, I, I mean, okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm I'm in Camp DC more than I am in Camp Marvel. Okay. Cap, for me, Captain Marvel is Captain America. Um, <laughs> for me, at DC, um, Captain Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Green Lantern. I, I mean, I, I Flash. I'm, you know, definitely Camp DC. But yeah, we we can have a discussion yeah. on Marvel. You probably will end up doing more of the discussion than me, just because you know I just for me, uh, I love the DC universe. Yeah. Either or. Uh, I think that's a good place to end it. And uh, we'll see all you guys later um, for another discussion. More than likely political, but who knows? Uh, These sort of episodes I find very fun because, you know, it's all about knowledge base and and, and passion. And to be very fair, a lot of people are very passionate about these characters, right? And uh, these characters are, are, are very fun to watch. So 
I think that's what I think that's, that's I think that's yeah and I, I'm gonna enough. I say you know what um maybe what we want to do in a later episode is in this episode down the down the line is just talk about some of the really good animation movies that are out there in these universes oh absolutely so yeah uh because this episode is really based on uh you know uh, a bunch of dc properties i do invite everyone to go retake a look at them right you know and and enjoy them for what they are which is you know really really long moral takes on characters that are ostensibly all gods right uh they're all super beings that you know marvel's got this weird thing where you know everyone's powers are a reflection of of some aspect of themselves well in dc it's really just greek mythology greek gods very mythological sort of way to handle these characters and then dealing with them in a world that mythology no longer exists so uh take it through that lens enjoy watching those films uh this was the ike cast i'm chris and i'm with my co-host ike 